Hey, what's up, man? It's your boy, KG. It's your boy, LB. What's going on, everybody? Man, we got special guests in the building today. My uh, my frat brother, my dean of pleasures. <laughs> Even though we don't pledge, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, my boy, Lawrence Hatchet. Go introduce yourself, man. Hey, strictly, strictly uh, non-hazing. Uh, <laughs> hey, how everybody doing? Team Grind in the building today. Yeah, thank you for coming through, man. Uh, what's, what's going on with y'all boys? Hey, man, we just finished uh, a good 7-on-7 series. Uh, took... Uh, I want to say two teams, middle school and high school, up to Vegas, Atlanta, uh, Houston, Dallas. We did the whole thing, whole sp- went around the whole state, basically. Felt like uh started back in February, January, February, and we ended in June. So okay. a lot of practices, a lot of hard work, sweat, tears, and shoot, a lot of time put in. Glad mm-hmm. that it's pretty much over. Putting that work in. Okay. Yeah. Um, LB, what's good with you? Man, uh, uh, the most present thing is um, my son, he's been doing uh, AAU basketball for his age group. So he's actually playing with fourth grade team. He's a third grader. So we actually just finished up a pretty big tournament in San Antonio. Just got back from that. They did pretty well. They didn't place. uh, But the high school age boys, they did a lot better. Uh, So I'm going to shout out to the Berkey Lee squads. Uh, second graders went, fourth graders went, high school grades, uh, varsity. So it's a varsity team. They went, uh, like I said, same as you, a lot of hard work, a lot of practice, a lot of tournaments. Uh, they're not done. They may try and get in one more. But if they are finished for the season, I, I have no complaints. I'm actually real happy with how everything turned up. All right. All right, man. Yeah, as far as me, i just been, you know, on this teacher, teacher schedule. Summertime, I'm been over chilling, man. But I start back work on Monday, so trying to get my rest in for all that. Uh, trying to help some of my boys get ready for the live period in AU basketball too. So that's gonna get cracking pretty soon. A lot of them in Atlanta already, so that's what we're doing with that, man. Uh, last episode, episode twelve. This is episode thirteen now. But uh, before we ended last time, we talked about uh, the players in NFL professional sports. Period. You know the type yeah. of you know, uh, character they bring to themselves or attention they bring to themselves, rather. And right after that, <laughs> <laughs> we have another player that comes gets in the news, man. We have uh, LaShawn McCoy, Shady, Shady McCoy. Shady, Shady McCoy. McCoy. Played for the Buffalo Bills. I got to put him all the way out there, man. Uh, had a – apparently his, his ex-girlfriend uh, got beat up pretty badly. At first he was accused. And then his, you know, story has kind of changed since then. So – Kind of tackle that first, man. Kind of just continue with what we did on episode 12. Uh, LB, I'll let you kind of tackle that first, man. Um, really with this, man, I, I just have a bunch of – it's a lot of unanswered questions right now. It's really fresh. I think the story broke on Tuesday. So I don't want to make any assumptions. I know a lot of people are already saying that he's guilty. I will say that it looks very bad for him. But I, I don't want to make any assumptions. But – this is just something that you can't have happen at all. Not even if you're a professional athlete anywhere, any any person. Like you can't be involved with this type of situation, man. If you have a, a ex-girlfriend where you two have split and you know you're trying to, you know, make it an easy, easy breakup or something like that, sometimes you have to be the bigger person. So if you're trying to do everything the right way and they're being combative and all of that, sometimes you may have to fall back a little bit let things kind of cool down and then finish what you need to have done. Like don't go full speed, full steam ahead, trying to sever everything with this person 
when it ain't time yet or they not ready yet. They're not emotionally in a space where they can do that. All right. So uh, you, you got to be grown, especially when you got something to lose. What you got to say about it? Man, for me, it's just uh, like you said, it's like it's a lot of stuff up in the air. You know, first it came out was when you first sent it to me. Yeah. Uh, you, I saw the picture of the girl. Like She looked she looked bad. You know what I mean? And it was just like, damn, I hope you really didn't do this. Like, how stupid could you be? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And then it came out to where his story was saying that he was out of town. He's been out of town for the past two months. Mm-hmm. You know, that thing, that thing seems kind of like real convenient. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't want to put it out there just yet, but it seems like he did kind of have some type of something to do with it. Yeah. And I, like I said, I really hope he didn't because even if he didn't come up with the whole plan or something like that, there was somebody around him in his circle that was saying like, hey, we can do this. And just like I ended the show last time was, man, be careful who you surround yourself with, especially an NFL player. You know, everybody wants to stop a game from him. So I'm pretty sure some, if he did have some type of involvement in this, whoever did got some money from this. Or they kept the jewelry, whatever it took from the girl. And then, so now we have another woman that's been beat up. You know what I mean? And she's put in the front line. She has kids. It's, you know, she's embarrassed. You know, the kids have to see their mother go through this. And it's like a horrific situation. And I hate that he has to be involved with it. Or she even has to be in it. But you know what I mean? So it shouldn't be like where he has to. Now he has to defend himself. You know what I mean? So now mm-hmm. you have this whole, well, he's been in the league for what? Eight years now? I mean, he's been in the league for a minute, right? He's a veteran. And he had a pretty good and I had somebody brought this up too. Yeah, he's had a he's had a good run. He's yeah, a Hall of Fame career. Fame. Hall of Fame yeah. career. You know, he's on that. And level. now you have this attached to your name. And they and they said that uh his name Shady comes from him being bipolar or some type of situations uh, where his name uh his mama named him that because his 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 attitudes are always up and down. I've heard that he's a hothead. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so it's just like, and you add this to it, it's kind of like now it's kind of like uh, Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Now we're gonna have this attached to your name when you go in there. Yeah, no Hall of Fame for him if this is uh, if he actually did it. All right. What do you think, Lauren? Uh, well, you, the whole point of how it first came out, you know, uh, it wasn't on a news channel. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that this is the first time that you ever seen something be put out on Instagram. Yeah. That kind of blew up to where every media outlet is starting to take it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that Instagram could actually be done done like that. <laughs> right. Um, and my word. first thing when I heard it is, please no. Um, not not another one. I thought we've already learned uh, what we can and cannot do um, just off of women. You know, mm-hmm. I think that anybody knows that if you get in a heated argument, a lot of words get said, a lot of things that gets done that you can never take back. Um, so uh, for me, is I was praying that it, it was not the case for this man because there is if if, if he is uh, guilty, there is no more football for this man. Oh, yeah. um, there is no one that has come back from, and just image-wise, how do you come back from this? Yeah. You can state that you didn't have anything to do with it, but you're now you know having to prove yourself over and over and over again of your innocence anytime that you're out. This story is going to be out there for life. Right. And so, um, but the other half of uh, the story is the missing parts in here in which we don't know all the facts, yeah. but right now it don't look too good. So when they only take things that belong to, right. you know, her. So, yeah. you know, whole house to take something from, it's how you take. Yeah. You're getting the things that he gave her. Yeah. 
Like I said, man, I hope the situation ain't what they hope it was, just like a mishap to where somebody tried to just break into the house, man. But you know, we don't know. wish that on nobody. Exactly. <laughs> but but uh, just to kind of like just real quick, your real your quick retake. Uh, you know how you know the NFL do their own investigation on this. Mm-hmm. What type of suspension do you think is gonna come, or is there gonna be one? There, um, from what I've been seeing, I think they're gonna put him on the commissioner's exempt list okay. to where he just won't be playing. You know, that's what they did to Adrian Peterson while he had his uh, child abuse case going on. Yeah. Uh, they put him on that commissioner's exempt list. So he really wasn't suspended, but he wasn't playing wasn't either. Playing. So I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, but you know, it, NFL, you're guilty until you are proven innocent. So, right. Yeah. right. But I think that's a difference, though, because yeah. the AP thing, it was no one else that you can look at. It was AP that did that. Right. In this case, if he's not technically there, then how can you get a guy that wasn't even in the same state? Right. Now, if he had something to do to set it up, that has to come out in the court in the facts, but the, he hadn't even been arrested. But that's no. the thing, though. But you know how NFL is, though. They got they, they own judgment system. You it's, know what I'm saying? So they, they they can make up anything and be like, well, you knew her and blase, blase. So but it, wasn't there a kicker? We can put you on the on, uh, Was it your Giants? Your Giants, yeah. For the, yeah. What, well, with him, he he confessed to it, though. Didn't he? he confessed. It wasn't that he confessed. He wrote um, like a journal, mm. and finally, his wife went public with what was going on, and then he kind of confessed. And then they found his journal, and when they found his journal, that's when they found like how detailed what was really going on. So before they found that journal, he was only suspended for a game, yeah, and he was just kind of waiting. For all of this to kind of die down, and then he was going to sneak back in. But then when they found the uh, explicit details of everything that was going on, that's when the NFL just went ahead and just kind of yeah. let go. Yeah, that thing, yeah. But it was just a one-game suspension for him. If they put him on that list, I, I feel like that that hurts. Oh yeah, y'all, y'all are. I don't know if he gets paid either. Mm, on the exempt list, I think he might, but I don't know. I think I think I won't say he does. Yeah. Just because he hasn't, because I think even sometimes, lots of lots of times when he gets suspended, you don't get stop getting paid until you get suspended. Actually, yeah, suspended. he yeah he won't be suspended. That's what I'm saying. So I think he still get paid for it. I just think that hurts the whole organization. This oh yeah, that's, that's right because Greg Hardy got paid yeah. when he was on that yeah, on his yeah. list for that for those amount of That was another person so, that got put on the list. All right, man, let's go on and shift gears for a second, man. That's a little bit too serious, a little a little fragile. But uh, so we have uh, Brett Farr. He came yeah. out with a statement saying that he thinks they should do away with youth tackling in youth football. Right. You know, so situation we're gonna go from there. I think, you know, I think it's kinda is 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 different in different circles, you know, but we kinda we're gonna go on that topic. I'm gonna let Lawrence go with it first. Um, in in my opinion, I, I get where he's coming from. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, you gotta look at the state that you're in. You know, Texas here in youth football. Football, period. You saying you're going to put a stop to it, that's going to be pretty hard. Now, I feel like there should be more um, regulations, making sure that a kid ain't going, uh, in my opinion, year-round playing tackle football. Uh, I have seen it. Um, I don't think that a kid's body, especially being that young, is is ready for uh, just just mentally being beat on for 365. Um, and I think that they need to take a look at that. Um, since you, since you're over leagues, you'll be able to know when a 
when a, a kid is playing and when he's not playing that type of thing. Um, but doing away with the whole thing, that's, that's a touchy situation. Um, I don't think that that's going to actually be possible. Um, there's going to be a lot of uproar now in certain States. Um, like you can go to a up North state, they might be able to do that because should they have gyms, they can go into other sports that they can play the kids in. Um, but I definitely take his, his um, opinion and the statistics when we're really looking at it. Yeah. Uh, some of these kids, uh, they're getting really, really hurt at a young age. Uh, and if you look at the league this year, look at how many people, number one people went out with injuries. Um, it has to deal with you being playing year round and not taking a break right. and not actually getting into um, the, what I feel like is other uh, trainings that you can do to help you in the sport that you're playing. Yeah. What do you think about it as a, as a parent though? Um, I, as a parent, I actually agree with it. Even though my son plays tackle football, he's played tackle football. Now he's done three seasons of tackle football and he's only nine. Um, I really watch him. I watch the other kids. You know, if my son takes a big hit, you know, I don't have any issue with sitting him down. I don't care what the coach says or anything like yeah. that. Um, so, first of all, I do believe that the parents, they are the first line of defense when it comes to, you know, their children and injuries. Like, you have to act in your child's best interest, yeah. first of all. Uh, now, second of all, just – Really thinking about it from when I played and looking at other people that have played from ages six to junior high, tackling really doesn't matter like that. It's really more so about, you know, developing skills and the know-how and having an understanding of the game and the position. Now, I do know uh, like linemen, for example, now you can't really – learn how to be a lineman without putting pads on and hit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a catch-22 with it. But I'm all for safety of kids. I've seen kids get concussions. I've seen kids get wheeled out on stretchers, put in the ambulance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've seen some scary situations. And the league that my son has played in was a boys' club league where they had weight limits and restrictions. Um it was regulated. It's been in place for a really long time as opposed to these elite youth leagues where it's just ran by a group of guys that want to get some kids out there and play. Uh, and I'm not trying to knock anybody that does that, but you, like you said, you, you got to look at the people that are over the league, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And player safety should be first and foremost, not winning, not uh, dominating, not um, exposure, you know, everybody's trying to put these leagues together for all these other things and player safety isn't the center of their league. So that's my biggest issue. So when I see these leagues and he's like, yeah, you know, we got these guys coming. We got the best of the best coming. Uh, Deion Sanders, he comes out here. He brings a team out here. They, they look, you know, we live in Dallas. They love to say that. Every time you talk to somebody that do some new sports, they're going to say, yeah, Deion Sanders, he brings his team out here too, you know, and it's like, Okay, but what about your your you know your medical staff? Do you have trainers at every field, every game? Uh, the trainers that you have are they actually trainers? You know, are they certified? 
things like that. Do you have healthcare? Do you have um, CPR machines, uh, defibrillators, and all that type of stuff? You need all the things in place because you never know what's going to happen with these kids. But these dudes, they're just concerned with putting a field out there, putting some kids on that field, and blowing the whistle. Right. I think, man, just for me, is uh, I agree with both of you. I think that I think as far as like the age wise, I think uh, I think it should be like done again. You know, I said, well, I'm sorry, it should be moved up as far as the tackling wise. I think when you go to youth, I know it's very hard in Texas, like you said, Lawrence, but a lot of times these coaches aren't teaching these kids how to tackle the correct way. You know what I mean? It might be a couple of practices where we'd be like, hey, let me let me show you, put your, foot, your face mask on the football. But then, you know, at that young of an age, you don't really remember that in the heat of a moment of a game. And you're going to go straight in there with your head, uh, head first. And so I think you're starting to see more and more concussions at that level. But like a lot of times when we were growing up, we probably already had concussions, but we just didn't even know it. Yeah, we didn't know what it was called. And so I think, but now you get to a point to where you have these NFL players speaking out on it because their health is getting so terrible. And they kind of, they can remember back when it first started to when they first felt that moment. And then you have parents get more educated on it. Like LB, for instance, like your son, you're very mm-hmm. educated on it. Yeah. So tell me, how could you, was your mom educated on concussions back when we were that young? No. Exactly. No. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, for us, if I remember us just being a little, if we hit somebody or we feel dizzy, we laid on the ground, it was always, man, get up, don't be no punk. You get what I'm saying? Shake Shake it it off. Right. And you know what I'm saying? That kind of like trains you, you know what I mean? It triggers you to kind of make, I got to get up and keep moving when your health is in, is there at risk right now? Yeah, you're still in the fog. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I think it's better. So, like, when you get to the middle school level, high school level, you have these coaches who are, they got to go to trainings on these things. Yeah. You got to be CPR tr- certified. That's you you got to have the stuff. And I think the youth squad coaches, last time I heard, I don't think nobody has to, you know, well, most leagues, like you don't have to be CPR certified. If you just sign up and do something, you know what I mean? It's like for the most part. They don't have to be, I don't think they have to be CPR certified, but there is a certification. There are some, some leagues in which you right. have some. to be. You got to um, go to some clinics and stuff yes, like that. You, What's it's the that play 60 uh, movement. Right. Okay. You know, that's that's, that's yeah. kind of new too. Yeah. See, that's good though. But like I said, I know for myself when I was coaching, we have to do a whole thing on, online and go through all these protocols, you know what I mean, about concussions, about uh, yeah. heat strokes, all that. Yeah. And then we have to get a certificate printed out and turn it into our district. You know what I mean? So, like, is that happening at the lower levels? You no, know what I mean? I can tell you that now. See, I, I'm not trying to cut you off. No, no, you're good. You brought up heat strokes. Yeah. And I don't know if coach going to listen to this or not, but it was something that me and another parent was talking about, and we were both yeah. opposed to this. He wanted to go full pass in July mm-hmm. because they said the first game will be in the middle of August. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, nowhere in this country, professional on down, is anybody going full pad practice in July. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Only in a place where it's not regulated. Trying to get ahead of the game. So yeah, that's, and, that's, that's gonna, and that's what they think they're doing. They think they're ahead getting ahead and getting ahead of start. But that's, but that's that was gonna bring me to my last point. If you get to the NFL, their rules are so strict. You can only hit what twice a week. They don't really hit like that. No you know more. what I'm saying? But even then, when they do put on the pads, it's like it's like tag and go. You and know what I'm saying? You know I'm, what? I'm, I'm tagging them, go. I'm not gonna wrap up and bring you down to the ground. And like, but at the uh, the younger level, they're conditioned to hit, drive through, drive to the ground. These are your teammates in practice. You going full speed, going hard. And it's more than once a week. And, and they, that's like and and they are encouraged to really hit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know what I mean? That gets yeah. kind of rough on that body. And like you talking about earlier, 
I remember having a kid. Um, so this is basketball season. We finished a basketball tournament, won the tournament, championship and everything. Kid's uncle comes, picks him up and takes him, okay, we got to go to football tournament right now. After he just finished playing basketball, we're going to go to a football tournament right now and play. I was like, damn, we got two games today. And I was like, dude, you're not even thinking about what you're doing to this kid's body right now. He yeah. just finished playing three games of basketball. Mm-hmm. Now you want to play, put on some pads on and go play full, everybody thinks full contact in football. It's a kid, you got energy. Exactly. Like, I've seen kid, somebody ask, yeah. when did kids start getting burned out? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself. Now. Like, if you got to ask always the question, been burned out. Yeah. I mean, we probably didn't have enough of a voice to tell our parents we were burnt out. But then when we were young, we didn't have traveling basketball as prevalent as these kids do. Oh, now no. they got traveling basketball. Now they're trying to have traveling football, football yeah. traveling track. Everything is traveling now. Yeah. We didn't have that. Well, it, I, I feel like it, it helps you and it hurts you at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, because if we did have traveling, we would have been exposed to a lot more things than what we, we were. Yeah, we were staying in town, but we were still playing about. Look at when you're in, I would say that age. How many games did you do on the street though, or in the gym? <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, yeah. You still putting the games in, and it, it really wasn't really officiated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's street rules. Yeah, uh, that type of thing. But at the same time, some things have to be regulated. Uh, to LB's thing is full pads in July. I've had parents that I've had, you know, that I trained, they want their kid in a, at least a helmet, shoulder pads in July. If not going into August, they're putting them in, you know, getting them ready for, But even, you know, yeah. That. See, that's crazy. But even like there's a UIR rule that stands that says there's a 10-day rule that you have to be uh, no pads of practice before you can in even, August before you can do anything yeah you know what I'm saying so any kid even if a kid comes like let's say all the other kids started uh five days and you came a week late you still gotta wait your 10 days before you can get contact with football pad. and that's like a standing rule across the state it's, to me it's just the heat it's yeah. just the competitive mm-hmm. if I can get my guys ready for the heat before everybody else is I that's what I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to do because yeah. either way you're going to get get to that heat um I would use myself an example we did practice some days uh, for seven on seven in a hundred degree weather because we we're going to Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta is yeah. very stuffy. Hey, yeah. y'all need to get, get ready, ready to... for being in this type of weather and being mentally prepared. So I, I think there's a give and a take. Now I'm not doing an hour to two hour practice with full pads. Yeah, right. I'm not doing nothing like that. But getting a little taste and then hopping right back out or adding more water breaks in between to try to you know help out. Um, you know. I see what you're saying. I, I really do. But that's just a personal feeling of mine. Like yeah, July, see. full pads, fourth graders. Come on now. Yeah, it is fourth. That's pretty rough. Fourth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let's let's go ahead and move to the moment we all been waiting for, man. Um we <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, I didn't submit that that signature. Uh, so you said <laughs> that certificate. So y'all boy, y'all boy. Okay. Uh, LeBron is a Laker, man. <laughs> the boy has moved to L.A. All right. So I uh, guess the thing I want to pose to y'all is like, what do you think that's going to do for the NBA or what is it going to do for his legacy? You know, we can kind of go through this quick. I want to let you go first. go first. Well, this is where I guess, you know, I'm I'm more of a player fan in basketball. I'm yeah. a football fan. Uh, but just by nature. Okay. Um, now, in in my opinion, will I see another LeBron James? I don't think so in my lifetime. Mm. 
but I was alive to see not only Jordan, but also LeBron. So I take the both of them separately. Now, do I feel like the power has shifted from the East definitely to the West? That has definitely happened. (laughs) Um, I feel like the West is more competitive. Now I'll be able to see a lot more of the West games when they come to Dallas now because the tickets should be fairly cheap um, to go see them uh, to play. So I think that that's going to be better as far as the the competition that he's going to have with them um, is the bar is still out on that. Um, I haven't seen them really sign a whole lot, a lot of players that's going to be able to assist them. Um, I just want to, you know, finally see him be happy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's not in Cleveland. It's not like he has a whole city on his back. Yeah. Uh, I can just come here and kind of play. Yeah. You know what I mean? L.A. is, is L.A. Uh, if anybody's been there, it's, it's big. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I think that the whole mural thing kind of went, you uh, know, a way overboard just yeah. because somebody just wanted to give a mural of a guy. Uh, and that's what kind of, you know, we got to live in the digital age of people taking things very, very serious. Yeah. And that's kind of how I, I took it. What do you think about it, LB? Um, what I think it does to the NBA is nothing. I think the NBA is going to be – what it is, you know, it's Golden State against the field for now. Um, I also believe that the East is going to be a lot more competitive without him there uh, amongst themselves. Of course, they're not going to win, but yeah. we're not going to see LeBron James just wash through the Raptors. I get you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my, my uh, one of my best friends is a diehard Raptors fan. And when LeBron went to the West. I'm going to bring it up. He texted me. It was like, hallelujah. <laughs> he was so happy. He was like, man, we might make it to the finals now. That's all I care about. But I was laughing because I didn't expect him to say that. But then I was like, yeah, I mean, the Raptors are a good team until they see LeBron. So I expect the East to be competitive amongst themselves. You know, the Bucks, the Sixers, Celtics, Raptors, that should be the top four teams in the East. And I, I think that they're – yeah, well, the Bucks is kind of a stretch. But who else? Not okay, Bucks are coming for the East. For the yeah, East, you can say that for the East. Maybe the Pacers. You never know. Okay, but yeah. we know I, the I, I kind of stopped at the Celtics. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to get past them for quite some. I think time the Sixers going to get Celtics all like a handle. Yeah. Uh, but then as far as LeBron's legacy, I don't think this does anything to his legacy. I think personally, he signed a four-year contract with with LA which is rare for LeBron James because it seems like he's always signed contracts to have that one-year player option where he can leave whenever he kind of feels like it. So for him to sign a four-year deal with L.A. is is telling me that they have a long-term plan in place and he's trying to get one. Mm -hmm. And if he gets one, um, of course, the people that don't really care for him or the people that feel like Jordan is better, I don't think there's anything he could do at this point in his career that will change old people's minds. You know what I'm saying? Unless he took this L.A. team and they just swept Golden State. And even then, they still won't give him the credit he deserves. Like, I don't think he's better than Jordan. I think it's a lot of other things that go into that. But I'm not one of the people that call him sorry or anything like that either. I think he's great. So as far as his legacy goes, his legacy is what it's going to be. He He, he can't do anything to help his legacy or hurt his legacy. Yeah. He is cemented as one of the best players to ever pick up a ball. Mm-hmm. The only thing that 
I think he could do to really change the perception of him is to play a different style, which I think he's going to do. I think he's going to allow Rondo and Lonzo to handle the, the distribution and the facilitating of the offense. I think LeBron James is really going to embrace an off-ball player responsibility and establish himself on the high post like Jordan did in, you know, the last three-peat. That's what Kobe did later on. Yeah. That's how Dirk won. You know, I, I tell people all the time, like, dominating off the ball is how you win championships. When Dirk finally established his dominance in the high post, he was unstoppable for those two years. When Kobe did it, they was able to win once they got some other people there. When Jordan did it, we seen what Jordan did. Kevin Durant does it now. Kevin Durant puts up 25 points in his sleep. Kevin Durant has bad games. And then you look back and you're like, dang, he had 27, but he shot terribly. But he was in the mid-range killing him. So LeBron, once he does that, we're going to see like how good he actually really is. So what you think about it, LeBron fan? <laughs> um, man, for me, I think I think you you said it you said it perfectly when you said that he's he's you know, he's finally happy. Uh, I think he is happy. I think he's made peace of what he's where he's at in history. But at the same time, as a Laker, you put the Laker jersey on. The expectation is to win, to win a championship, and I, that ain't bring him in to just sit there and be like, "All right, you cool, you can coast until you retire." And uh, so I think with him doing that four year contract, it's letting people know that he's here to win or he's here to stay. So people will be more, you know, more willing to go play with him now. Because the question was before before all that was like, how long is LeBron going to stay here? How long is he going to be there? What is he going to do next year? And nobody really wants to come play. You know what I mean? It's like a gamble. But now they kind of see that. So you're going to see another big name probably come pretty soon willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, other other part of that is, as far as his legacy, man, a large, a large part of the population that hates LeBron are Lakers fans. <laughs> that is true. That's man. true, right? That's true. That is okay. true. So him going to the Lakers, I'm not. Sure, I'm, I'm not saying this is sole purpose, but if he can win them over, that could probably put him back possibly into the argument of being the greatest. And I think that's how he's kind of viewing it. So if I can get over, there, if I can win, maybe I think he has to win at least two for that to happen. I think just one. Honestly, I don't know because he's. I think he's lost too much for him. I mean, if he can do one, maybe like shock the world this year, one with this team he has now, then maybe. I think he has to have at least two. And I think it's possible two out of what, four years? Mm-hmm. Then it might be possible. Especially, like you said, we talked about earlier with the Warriors, they're going to dismantle yeah, probably think, in a couple of years. So, anyway, next year or a couple of years. Break up. And um, so, I think, you know, it's going to do better for that way. And uh, so, if he can win, like, win over that fan base, it's going to be like, okay, yeah, he's the greatest. And he's going to be in that cement already with, with Kareem, with Magic, with Kobe. I think it is the best place to do it, it's in LA. It's the best opportunity. Um, I don't think he could do that anywhere else, really. Now, see, I, I have a different opinion as far as why he signed the four-year deal. What? Uh, his son. Oh, that's gonna yeah, be that's in, He's going to be in high school for four years. Yeah. So His son's only going to the eighth, eighth grade. grade. But right. it's going to be four years. He's eighth grade now, about to be in no, high he, school. He's going to the eighth that's grade That's what I'm now, saying. Right? He's eighth grade now. Yeah. That means... Three years from now, he'll be a junior. So it has to be six years. So really, he's gonna. It, so that four years is gonna be a little bit longer, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I don't think he's year. gonna retire after four years. No, yeah, no, I think definitely. he's he's definitely yeah. in L.A. for quite some time because not yeah. only that, it's just shoot, he has another. It, it's 
that's his oldest son, right? Yeah. So yes. then he has the middle one. So it's, he's a family. It's the family now that's yeah. that's coming along. I think so like I everybody, like, yeah, everybody has a chance to be happy out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like say, I like, mean, LA, I mean, when when you have money, LA is a great place. To be. It's a great place to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Like, Even if you don't have money, yeah. It's still fun. Like you just got to figure out where you're gonna live and how you're gonna pay for it. But it's a lot of fun in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of people rooming up, shagging up. You know, LA because it's so fun to be there. But and uh, as far as legacy goes, in my opinion, I'm like LB. There's not really too much more that he can do because it feels like every game he plays, he's breaking another record. Right. In my opinion, so oh, it's yeah. like for that standpoint, yeah, he gonna the numbers will be there. Um, but I think. I we think say, the oh argument God. of the best, it always, and this is why I typically, you know, take the argument. It's always going to go to a person's error. Mm-hmm. There is not one person that's going to say this person was the best of all time. Yeah. Error regardless. Mm-hmm. There, there hasn't been a person like that that I've met because, shoot, you still got people that will take it all the way back to the 60s and 70s. Well, LeBron don't have nothing on this guy. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> let, let's just let's call a spade a spade. All right. But that brought me that brought me to that point though. When I was saying, like, if he can gain this fan base, the Lakers fan base is great because they've had always had the greats. And if you can put your name up there with them greats, and then it's, it's going to say a lot for his uh, for his legacy and for his, uh, him probably being possibly the greatest, you know, of any era, how you want to say it. Yeah. But uh, that's one thing. I'm gonna Two is say. pushing it though. Uh, this this is my um my theory. And me and my, my friend Nelson, we talked about this. I think I talked to you about this, too, uh, because we brought this up. The last time LeBron left Cleveland, uh-huh. the value of the franchise decreased to, like, $200 million. Yeah. Right? LeBron James has $200 million. Yeah. You think might go back to Cleveland? To buy it? Buy it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. To make back to Cleveland and buy it. Yeah. I mean, like, him leaving, going to L.A., getting that bag, he already produces a lot of film on the low. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Clutch sports, even though that's riches, that's his. Oh, he that's you LeBron's know. too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So LeBron is getting a lot of money. Yeah. LeBron, he has like income streams all outside of basketball. One of the things he said he's trying to do is become the first billionaire NBA player while he's playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So his contract money is already probably up above Half a billion dollars already. Now they said when he finished, whenever he finishes this four years, he'll have a billion over his career in, in contract in money. contract money. So, but uh, he so has a lot said, going out too because he's paying scholarships for a lot of kids. He, man, he said he's going to open up a academy too. Yeah, open this but year. that's nonprofit so, stuff. Though. But still, you yeah. got to have. Yeah, of course, you, I mean, but you don't want it to. He's not going to want to end up like. And we'll say it just like you said, Deion Sanders. When yeah. he opened up the academy, so if you're not really hands on with it and see it, you can't be that fly by night guy because no. somebody's going to do you. Yeah, you know what I mean. But so, he did that smart though too because he started with like I said, he don't do third and fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. Deion trying to do sports. He trying to do everything. Yeah, Deion's you know, trying, trying to open up an entire thin. school, right. high school, K through twelve. We doing sports yeah. and all this type. That was of kind stuff. of tough to do that. And but I never thought of it like you. Yeah, but, that yeah, one so, might be on something. I'm gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I yeah. personally believe yeah. that's his goal. You, you personally I, I, drive I think, the stock down on your own thing. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely gonna happen. I, yeah. I give you yeah. a championship, I leave the stock of your franchise plummet. People were already speculating that Gilbert was gonna sell before LeBron James left, but he didn't. Yeah. But one thing he did do is he made the season ticket holders purchase this new season too. 
Like he he put something in place where if you was season ticket holder while LeBron James is here, it was a little something in the paperwork where you gotta be uh season for ticket holder year. for this next year too. Yeah. Because he might not be here. So that's what I think. I think LeBron James is, is That's a good point. And very, is, that, very strategic. That, hey, that's that's LeBron James is smart. That's what I'm saying. He's LeBron very James smart. is a chess player. He do he, circles. He do things. He four or five moves ahead. Yeah, he, he, he do things. I will give him credit. Theory. LeBron <laughs> James is smart. <laughs> I see ya. LeBron uh, James is really, really smart. I, I'll give him credit on that. He's, I, uh, he's a smart dude. I will say that that's that's very, very interesting of what what you brought up. A lot of the yeah. things he do is calculated. Like going to the West, going to LA, that's very calculated. Because now Golden State is not the most popular team in California no more. No, LA is back up there with them. Thank yeah. you. That's calculated. Just based off name. Like so like all those LeBron. all those fans who were LA fans, but LA been sorry for so long, they were Golden State fans. They not Golden State fans no more. You what? know what I'm saying? So he he's he's really meticulous in the things he do. So I commend him on that. Well, with you saying that, it brings me to a point that I just thought of now is the biggest knock on LeBron. Was he always stayed in the East? Yeah, and they didn't go to the he West. He was afraid to go to. I the did. West. Yeah, and, I and so to thing. be honest, yeah. this might actually help his legacy. Yeah, now so that like, he's yeah. in the West, because of course Dallas is in the West. Yeah, and so a lot of people in Dallas is like, well, shoot, he don't have nothing on the West. That's why he stays in the East, so he can coast right. to a right. champion. Right. Uh, uh, and, he's and, always going to uh, answer type so of questions too. Like he wants to, like like you just said, I'll be here. He's thinking four or five moves ahead, but in the now, he's trying to prove to y'all that he can play in the West. I mean, he he's trying to prove to everybody. Will. You know what I'm saying? No matter where LeBron James goes, if he goes to Utah or if he goes to the Kings, if he goes to Phoenix, that's a playoff team as soon as he yeah. touched down. But that was, that's just one of his biggest knocks, though. From, I guess, yeah, see, I, if you I want to say it. LeBron one haters or media too, or whatever, like, you know, they say he can't survive in the West they, they, or whatever. I, you know what I mean? I think LA's automatically a playoff team I didn't want to say he couldn't survive, but I just didn't like the fact that they used to say he made it to nine straight finals. But I'm like, he's in the East. Yeah, there's, there's so nobody. I didn't like that. I didn't like. Okay, how so what say, if he makes it to the finals this year? That's a that's a feat. That's a feat. But then they gonna win that bitch though. That means you. Be, <laughs> okay, you know yeah, you can go ahead a, and lock that one up. Right? Yeah, like if he makes it to the finals this year, that's impressive. Yeah, but that that is that's a knock on. That's to be honest, that could be the opening thing to his to but, his legacy. I'll, right I'll go out on a limb. Like I said, I, I tell people all the time, I'm a LeBron James critic because he dominates the ball, and I hate that. I hate that for him. Like, I mean, me as a fan, I don't like seeing it a lot either because yeah. I think he can do so much more if he just – the ball, even from the wings. But yeah. if he decides to not dominate the ball, that yeah. makes that team a hell of a lot better because you still got Kuzma, you still got Ingram, and you have the master at getting other people involved yeah. with Rondo. But like you said, now, he, now, now, now he's changing yeah. – he's going to be there. Now he's changing his uh, his style, though. You, you brought that up uh, earlier. I think that kind of bows to it. That's why LeBron signed off on, like, yeah, let's get Rondo. Yeah. So I can play off the ball. Let me get Which Lance I, on the other side. I, he can I've said that. People. I think yeah. if you'd have played off the ball in Cleveland this year and let Calderon run, run the point, like he don't need a lot of scoring from the point guard position like other people do. He just needs the point guard to make it easier for Kevin Love to get his 20. But this year, I don't think he – I think he really um, – He had to do what he had. I was going to say, I think, I think this year, I don't think he trusted them enough. Like he was like – He, he didn't like, trust like the, like the whole Kyrie thing kind of blindsided him. Like he probably came in thinking like, Kyrie, I'm going to let Kyrie really just do his thing this year even more. And then Kyrie's like, nah, fuck, that one be out. Right. And then so LeBron was like, his mom probably thinking, like, who was I got? I don't have any help. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. Yeah. You you did have some help, but it's just the way that you let it be played out. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Calderon is a master of the pick and roll, Kevin Love is a pick and roll four. But he's you not, but they're not, Calderon's not a threat off the pick and roll, though. You don't, right but there. you don't need to be because neither is Ray John Rondo. 
He can't shoot. Nah, well, you know, he he but, he can but find you know he can pass, other people though. But you know he can pass doesn't him. do that. That's what Calderon did. I don't think he, you all have to get twenty assists though. <laughs> you know, so no, I, I don't I, think no I'm gonna not gonna say that good. He, he's <laughs> not gonna get you twenty assists. I don't think he's gonna go out there and do that. But he might get you ten on a good day. But other than that, but, I don't but think he, you got LeBron James there too, so yeah. you don't need twenty assists. You know what I'm saying? Like LeBron James is that good to me. I think LeBron James trying to facilitate and score. That's a hurt the team as a whole. He carried them, but we seen when they weren't hot or he wasn't hot, they sucked. Mm-hmm. He had to be out of his mind for them to compete with the yeah. Celtics, with the Pacers. Yeah. He, he had to play out of his mind just to compete. Right. You know what I'm saying? But so that's now why that's, what, that's why I said that in your in your opinion, you're saying that he didn't have to do that. And no, I no, thought no. he had to no, do that. No, he didn't have to, to facilitate to that way. Uh, if he put all his effort into scoring and let somebody else facilitate so Kevin Love can do what Kevin Love do, that'll make that that team would be a lot harder to defend. But I don't know. We saw the nights when he went to go get 50. And it didn't do a whole lot. But Kevin Love, they were them still in there. waiting on LeBron to also yeah. get them involved. So but he would have to take right, off this from is scoring. That's the whole problem now, too, because all those players that he had on the team this year, they were specialists. Nobody can do out more than outside of their job. You get what I'm saying? So it was just so in those but situations, that, he had to he put them in a situation where they can do what they do, but the team took it away from him. Right. But you get the, what I'm saying? the reason so they he got shooters. specialists yeah. because And that was on LeBron. He he wanted like, them. He wants that because yeah. when he went to Miami, that's what he had in it Miami. Worked. That form but worked. the thing in Miami is they were real specialists. These people in Cleveland weren't real specialists. No. The only specialist they had was Corbin. J.R. Smith isn't a specialist. No, he's too streaky. Kevin Love. He's good, but we kind of realize that Kevin Love ain't Bosch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think. Well, that's it's a huge drop off, though. You right. You know what I'm saying? So, but in Miami, like he had Battier. Battier could hit that open shot, and he could defend. Bosch was good. Bosch was gonna hit that open shot, and Bosch could defend the paint and get bored. He had Wade. Uh, they brought in Ray Allen. They had Mike Miller. Like he has some legit specialists. They from had Deanna some killers, Arthur. though. Right. They had some killer instinct type guys. Right. I don't think they you had can't duplicate that. though. I mean, yeah, they, the NBA don't even shoot like that anymore. I mean, yeah. you can't name six spot-up shooters in the NBA yeah. off the top of your head. And but now, I mean, with luck. the Lakers, though, you got these players now who want they're going to they gonna try to attack you. They, You know what I'm saying? They they might not be shooters like how LeBron wanted. You don't, you don't need but, you know, them. Like you said, that's the form they want now. Yeah. You got Rondo. I'm a huge KZ fan, and I've seen Rondo, and I really feel like it's still a five-against-four mentality when you have Rondo on the court. Right, it is. Defensively. No, no, no. Rondo, he's not gonna give you nothing. That's what I meant. Talking about the defense, on defense side, you don't have to guard for. Lonzo the same way. You don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about them. And I don't think that that helps you in the West when I don't have to guard you. But you're giving people that really shouldn't have a break on defense a break. I want to say a break though. No, you're right. Because I think you got to give Rondo a little more credit than that. You know, he he can't. Yeah, he's not known for shooting, but he's not just he's not gonna just leave his ass open. I would tell you that. Yes, you I do. watched I watched plenty of Boston games when he played with LeBron and them. It was games ago. That's like oh eight, oh nine. But no, I'm talking about that, but they, nobody went to that strategy no more though. Ain't nobody guarding them third on the three point. The Pelicans? Line. Like three point line, you don't have to. I mean, the Pelicans, of course, you, Rondo you know, so was like a, eight points, twenty assists, though. You got that on every <laughs> you got that on every team though. You, there's somebody on the team where you have to guard a three point. That's that's on every NBA team. That's one thing that I don't like about this Lakers team is they don't have a three point shooter. Uh, Ingram is supposed to be that, but he he's not. Uh, 
Maybe they got a foreigner. I've been watching their summer league. Now they say, what's the name? Come on, public school too. Yeah. I like Wagner the uh, in the summer league. Wagner is nice. I don't know if he's going to get any clock. But personally, if LeBron plays off the ball, they're going to surprise a lot of people oh, yeah. with how good they are. Yeah. And I Watch. think that LeBron, like I said, he went there. He trusts Magic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you gonna. I don't know how you gonna butt heads with Luke Walton yet though. But ah, uh, yeah, I don't know how it's gonna work, especially with him and Rondo. They gonna, they just gonna dominate that team. And Lance Stevenson. Yeah, and well, Stevenson don't really talk. He don't think he's smart enough to read, throw his head out there by trying to throw, draw plays and something, schemes something, something and shit. Wrong but Rondo, Rondo and LeBron, they got the they got big egos. They're very smart. Yeah, and I don't know if Luke Walton really could uh compete with that. Then you got Levar too. So you you got to worry about slapping oh, him, man. <laughs> right? I mean, he gonna talk his noise, man. Yeah. Especially when Rondo take his son's spot. That's gonna. Come. <laughs> that's a playoffs. But I just do want to end too, like you talked about uh, a minute ago about the East man, LeBron dominated the East. I hate that he basically got old boy fired from Toronto. Especially, and then he left. That was mean. And then he left. Right. That was mean of him to do that. Had man. he not did that, that dude still have a job right now. They had the best. He has the coach of the year and got fired. Especially now that all because of LeBron. If you knew you was going to leave, you didn't have to do him like that. That's a black man with a job, man. You didn't have to do that. At least but at the same time, so it, it's, it's, it's just not yeah. that easy didn't to find a coach like that. Yeah, he found it. Yeah, he, he got hired. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, I think that's going to ultimately hurt Toronto though, because yeah. that's a good coach. Yeah, great coach. And you can't just go out and pluck a great coach. He didn't look great against LeBron. But that's, that's it, though. LeBron, though. Just LeBron, you know how many man. game plans go to crap <laughs> going against LeBron? I'm sorry, man. Like that, he he put now when they got the, that's, the worst possible game yeah. plan. Though. No. But that's like when he goes get swept, though. That's like that's terrible. Not swept. Yeah, for them you got to be, demoralized. Like, for but some of that, best league, and best this, team is my, this is my this is my problem. One of the best records. I was convinced that LeBron did not win it all after that. In sports, we put a lot of blame on the coach. Right, we talked about that. How much is going to How much is the You know what I mean? Some of that. It comes to pride. Thank you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It comes to, you know, the little thing on the left side of your chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, the coach can't go out there and play for you. He can draw up X's and O's, but yeah. at the end of that's the day, a, you That's what we brought up, and that's the same thing. Like, a lot yeah. of that fell on DeMar DeRozan, though, man. Yes, it did. A lot of it fell on them. Because DeMar DeRozan looked defeated. Yeah. Got benched. Got benched. You're an all-star. You you want to be a superstar? You got bench, but and I was at when I was at uh, I was at first take when he was actually when he was there, and they asked him that same question: Why did you bench Demar Derozan in a situation like that? And he was like, "Well, I felt like the unit that we had in was bringing us back, closing the gap, but at the same time, I just had this. I saw this look in his eye mm. that he just didn't have it that night, and that was like the nice way of him saying it. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I think that was a good coach on his part, like. Hey, fuck! It. I'm not gonna go down. You know what I'm saying? Scared, well, just do not want to play. After Demar came man. out, you know, with his depression diagnosis and all that, man. Yeah, but it looked bad for him to just after LeBron. I think it was that after that game winner. Mm-hmm. How do you not get demoralized off something like that? Yeah, you know what I mean. It, here it go. It, it it has to be in your head. Here it goes again. I mean, yeah. he's about to do it again, yeah. and players know it's gonna happen. Really, before everybody else knows, so that's that's one thing. Yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah, we'll go ahead and close it out, man. It's uh, another great three topics for episode thirteen. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm thank you guys for tuning in again. But before we leave out, I'm gonna introduce you guys to Lawrence again. Let you know who he is about what he what he does. 
Oh, man. Uh, now, nah, I, I appreciate you guys. Been trying to get on the show for quite some time. Just <laughs> haven't been able to link right. up with our schedules and everything going on. Right. But uh, shoot, with Team Grind, you know, a, a nonprofit, youth sports, uh, academics and youth sports training. Uh, new up and coming thing in Dallas. Uh, where it comes with us is you're not just going to get us on the field uh, training you, uh, doing position work. Uh, we're actually going to dig into your life. You know, we're going to get you prepared for the next level. Um, basically take out all the mistakes in which I grew up, you know, yeah. other people grew up and kind of put a program together to make sure that, hey, I understand that you have aspirations making it to the league and whatever you're trying to do. But ultimately, it comes down to that degree. And, and it comes down to free money, uh, scholarship money uh, that I send out every month uh, to a bunch of people in the districts. Uh, to the counselors, that's just academic money that's sitting out there. Yeah. Um, and that's where I feel like we are as a culture um, is kind of missing it. Yeah. You know, it's free game. So it's, 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 it's up to you to take advantage of it and no one else. Uh, and that's where Team Grind comes in. So I appreciate it. Look at uh, teamgrind.org is our website uh, on social media as Team Grind, um, Facebook, uh, Instagram and and Twitter. There we go, right, man. We're yeah. gonna plug you. Uh, we're gonna drop your information and in all the descriptions to uh to the podcast we link up. So if anybody have any interest in what you do, if they have a child they want to send to you, uh, they can look at it through what we have. Oh man! And like I said, not only is he building athletes, man, building men around here. Right. That's the most important part. Oh, and ladies, just yeah, let you know, we're, come, yeah. we're coming out yeah. with uh, something in, in the upcoming month where it's going to have female, uh, female sports, female athletes, uh, both in the classroom and on the field. All there right. we go. All right, man. All right, Thank y'all for tuning in. See y'all next time. Appreciate it.